you gotten weary of racial division and discord? We've certainly experienced it since the George Floyd tragedy in Minneapolis. Riots, destruction, calls for defunding the police, charges of so-called white supremacy. But let's pause for a moment and ask, what does a Christian worldview say about race? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 101 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world, and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. The tragic death of George Floyd, May 25, 2020, at the hand of a police officer, resulted in nonstop social unrest that plagued American cities and created a milieu in which it's almost impossible to conduct a deliberative conversation about race, racism, police brutality, or police actions. So much angry momentum fogs the air that anyone questioning the wisdom of what's taking place does so at risk of reputation, maybe employment, and in some cases, personal well-being. At least this is true on American campuses, if not also in some corporations or other public venues. The point is, it's risky to disagree with the prevailing acceptable narrative endorsed by much of big media, big social media, corporations, various celebrities, the political left, and other cultural opinion elites. This said, I'm not suggesting there were or are no issues, i.e. no racism, never any police brutality, no room for police reform. I am, however, suggesting that much of what's become accepted mantra does not bear up under objective analysis. But my point here is not to argue politics as such, much less to be partisan. Rather, I want to suggest that this is a moment for us all to take a breath and to attempt to better understand and to work to apply our Christian worldview to life and culture. Where does our Christian worldview lead us regarding race? First, let's begin at the beginning, noting that God created every human being in his image, and as such, each person is temporally and eternally significant, possesses dignity, and is the highest order of creation. I'll repeat that. God created all human beings, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I don't know if Adam and Eve were white or black or red or yellow, or some other racial hybrid unknown to us today. I do know that God created humanity, beginning with these two people, and you and I, along with eight billion others in the world, descended from them. So the DNA for racial variation was built in, and God allowed these differences and distinctions to develop later like he did with various animals and plant species. For example, there are more than 400 dog breeds recognized around the world. Now, while I believe that God created dogs, I do not believe that all the breeds we know today were present in the Garden of Eden. While I don't buy into evolution from one species to another, I do believe that God created, as he said in the Genesis account, various kinds quote-unquote, kinds of animals that allowed for interbreeding, tapping gene pools, which in turn allowed for the development of new breeds. So while we don't see, and there are really no fossil records to indicate, one kind or species evolving into another, much less monkeys becoming apes becoming human beings, we do find record of gene pool variety developing within given species or kinds. 
This continues to this day within kinds of animals that are sexually compatible, meaning they can mate and reproduce. Same for human beings. We are all descended from Adam and Eve, via Noah and his wife, their three sons and their wives, from whom Genesis 9.19 says, From them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. These scattered people represented a vast and varied gene pool, some of which were later isolated to allow for the development of dominant characteristics, including skin color, hair color, body shape, physical attributes, or capabilities. Think of the blonde-haired people in Scandinavia, or both the short pygmies and the tall Dinka or Tutsi people in Africa. Even among Native Americans, there was great variety in biological stature and appearance across a continent. While Darwin once argued for multiple races of humanity, though there are variations, clearly God created one human race. In modern terms, race goes hand in hand with skin color. This is the predominant characteristic and the first thing that enters people's minds when race is mentioned. So let's think about how black, brown, red, yellow, and white people are not as different as we may assume, but how we are similar, if not alike. Number one, as noted, God created all human beings, including every racial variation in his image. In scripture number two, we also learn that all nations come from one man and that people's time, place, and demographics are all appointed by God. From one man, he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands, Acts 17, verse 26. Number three, each human being is uniquely gifted, individually significant with ultimate value. Number four, all human beings are endowed with reason and moral responsibility, thus freedom and accountability, no exceptions. Number five, human beings are directed by God to develop culture, meaning we are to be stewards of the world God gave us, investing ourselves and our creativity in a way that cares for our families and for the environment so that humanity can flourish. Number six, In Romans 3.23, we learn that all human beings are fallen, sinful. We have deceitful, depraved hearts in need of forgiveness and redemption. Number seven, every human being, regardless of race, needs salvation by grace through faith in Christ, John 3.16. Number eight, human beings are blessed by fulfilling God's purposes via faith, family, fruit of the Spirit, that's love, joy, peace, free enterprise. This is part of the cultural mandate in Genesis 1.28. Number nine, no individual is reducible to just his or her race. For while part of the beauty of creation, this characteristic is not the sum of our existence. While demographics are important, they are not the ultimate definition of human beings' character or value. Scripture says there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3.28. Number 10, all races and ethnicities will be represented in heaven, the most diverse community ever, Revelation 7.9. So as we can see and easily demonstrate from Scripture, red and yellow, black and white people share far more in common than anything that makes them different. Meanwhile, contemporary culture and the ideology of the left 
constantly pounds a drumbeat of difference, division, victimhood, blame, oppressor and oppression, discrimination, recrimination, hate. The Word of God teaches us that God loves all, and we are to love our neighbors. So racism has no place in God's design. Still, racism exists, for it is rooted in the deceitful, sinful heart of all human beings. Racism, by the way, is not just a white problem. Despite what we're being told today, racism is not just about economic power, haves and have-nots, though this can be involved. Racism is about sinful attitudes. All people, whatever their race, can be or may have been guilty of racism at some time. Racism will always be with us. But this does not mean we should ignore it, much less advance or excuse it. We work to remove and eliminate it because we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Racism is sin, no matter who expresses it. We are called of God to live justly, to love our neighbors, to bless and do no harm for one and for all. Race is part of the variety, indeed the beauty, of God's creation. Race is a gift of God. Shouldn't Christians celebrate the gift of race? Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform and download an episode for your friends. For more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm.